What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I've got my, some of my favorite people on the podcast. We did a speaker hangout last night and had so much fun. We've done these for the past couple of years. And uh, in fact, Andy McFarland and I have done this pretty much every year since 2016 and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, talked to four different speakers. So Caitlin Phillips, who's going to be talking about her, um, her rehab system, the things that she has going on, and uh, finding properties with no money. Like if you have little to no money, how do you find properties? properties to flip. It's going to be an amazing presentation, especially for those of you out there who don't have a ton of money. Philip Blake Porter, he's going to be talking about virtual wholesaling. So how you can wholesale in any market. He even said like from his parents' basement, you could wholesale from your parents' basement. Um, so you've got him and I got Kent Mueller on uh, today that was at the speaker hangout. He's going to tell his story and uh, I don't want to give it away. I want you guys to listen to it, but a lot of his journey is going to, um, is going to impact you significantly. They're doing a ton of deals, a ton of business has grown really big, really fast. And then obviously the godfather, Andy McFarlane. So uh, absolutely amazing. Andy is incredible. And if you've never heard him speak, um, listen to today's show. And I know that you'll buy a ticket to Flip Hacking Live. The prices are going up very soon. I think it's like today or tomorrow when you hear this. So please, please, please get your ticket when they're still at a discounted rate. We are less than one month away. It's going to be amazing. And tickets go up to $1,000 right before the event. So I really encourage you to grab your ticket, come see us. And uh, if you listen to this whole thing and decide it's not valuable and not worth it for you, by all means, don't come. But if you can listen to this and, and say, I don't want to go to that, I don't know. You're, you're listening to the wrong show. Amazing show. I had such a good time. It's a little bit longer um, conversation, but it's worth it. It was so fun hanging out with all of you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy this. And this is a little taste of what's to come at Flip Hacking Live. These are just four of 25 speakers and all of them have a round table on Thursday night that you can sit down right next to them and ask them any question that you want for hours at a time. The VIPs get three hours of that, general mission an hour and a half. It's going to be so much fun. October 13th, 14th, and 15th, Orlando, Florida. You have to be there. Flip Hacking Live. Go to fliphackinglive.com and grab your ticket right now. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Uh, let's talk about um, what we're going to do. So we're here to kind of hang out with some of the speakers. I've got four of the speakers here and myself for uh, Flip Hacking Live 2022. Uh, Telly, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Dude, it's awesome to see you, man. Um, normally it's like, I can only see your, your name on a webinar, but now I can see your face. So Telly and I go way back to San Diego when I was in the Navy flying helicopters at North Island and man, it's just awesome. Awesome dude. Uh, okay. We've got, uh, some speakers October 13th, 14th and 15th. We'll be in Orlando. If you guys, if you guys have a ticket, let me know in the chat. Just let me know in the chat if you guys are going. If you guys are like, I'm just here to check it out. I want to see what this is all about. Let me know that in the chat too. So I know kind of who I'm talking to. I think I assume most of you guys have a ticket. That's my guess. So, um, okay, cool. But if anybody's not going, I'd love to know that. Telly, I know you already told me why you can't go. I would recommend just hiring more people or firing the people that are taking vacations or cancel their vacations so you can be there. So uh, cool. So most people are going. So this is exciting to get you kind of pumped up and excited about the event and figure out what you're going to see. Um, 
And uh, so October 13, 14, 15, we can take any questions throughout this time. I want to give the speakers time to talk, but we'll take questions. If you guys want to know a little bit about um, what it is, what's going on, those kind of things, and or what to wear, or what's the agenda, all that stuff. Like, this is a great place to have those conversations. So, um, all right. So let's start with... Uh, Kent Mueller looks like the most excited person to talk. He's bobbing <laughs> his head like he's about to jump through the screen. So, uh, Kent, what are you going to talk about there? And why should anybody that's here care to listen to you and not go to the bathroom during your presentation? Well, thanks, Bill. And I, I just want to say what an honor it is that um, you've asked me to speak at this event. I mean, to share the stage with people like yourself and Andy and Mike Simmons, Terry and Pace, you know, and and Andy, it's just it's just a real honor. So we've been involved in three years. And, you know, some of these speakers are going to give the crew great um, presentations on trips or tips and tricks and, you know, how to do flipping or wholesaling. My presentation is actually about life, about mindset. And, and don't let the past dictate your future. And I'm just really going to tell a story about my five years in this real estate journey, what I've had to overcome. And it's kind of like what you've taught the hero's journey. And I'm just excited and passionate so that people will not stumble as they're moving forward in their life. And can you give somebody, everybody some context of like who you are, where you live? I should probably ask that before um, <laughs> I'm telling you, like get them to get really excited about your presentation. So gotcha. um, yeah. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, my business partner and I, we own a real estate investment company. We flip homes, wholesale, new construction, industrial buildings, multifamily. We're in all those arenas. Um, we're about a $20 million corporation this year. And we just started five years, actually four years ago. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Can we give it up? Yeah, I see Lee clapping. Can we all get, kind of give it up for those guys? Yeah, it's so, pretty awesome. So for, for me, the main thing is it's a mind shift mindset and mind shift. And that's really what my presentation is going to be about how to cross over those things that are holding you back. Awesome. And I think a lot of people, so they got some questions. Christina said, I'm in Indianapolis. Are you a wholesaler? Uh, we'll get to you, Christina, and how to get on their <laughs> list and everything like that. Like, um, I think there's, uh, there's a little bit of like, when it comes to mindset, we hear that word like all the time, right? It's just like mindset, mindset, mindset. And everybody talks about it. It's so important. Like, and I feel like it's becoming this kind of, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the question that I want to ask you. Like, it's almost like feels like it's overplayed, but I can tell you guys, it is the, the most important thing. Like when you come to this event, you need the tactics, strategies, tools, skills, everything like that. You need that stuff. But I would say you need about, you need 80 or 90% of the battle that happens in this business and anything else that we do is about the thoughts that are in our head, like the challenges that are, that we're going through and we're putting ourselves through. And so a presentation like this and in the exact spot and specific place, like when I put together the three days, I'm, I'm, I'm actually taking you through a, an actual journey. We can't mention the hero's journey. It's a big thing of trying to figure out how to structure a three-day event such that you get a good mix of everything. And, and bringing Kent in when he's speaking, it's going to be a time 
uh, honestly, where you're probably to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have all these tactics, but I just don't know if I can go do this. Like, I don't know if I can. And I think that's the challenge that we run into a lot of times. Um, so Kent, what are some tips, like maybe some tips of, for people like that are a little bit actionable for the next month leading up to that, that you can give of some things that you've done to hit those levels of success that you think would attribute like how you guys got there and something that they can start working on in the next three to four weeks. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I'm sure you've got no, it, Truthfully, it's being a part of this organization has really propelled us forward and propelled me individually forward. Being a part of the accountability groups and actually showing up and being honest and actually asking for help and taking their advice. Um, if somebody really wants is to get involved in the next four weeks is start asking the questions, start, you know, gathering information and finding out as much as you can as from 7FF, what it has to offer and different things so that you can come prepared and find out what you need. Um, yeah, I've got some tips, you know, and some different things and strategies, but it's really my story that I want you to hear and what I had to overcome in the, in the mindset. I mean, here's a little tip and uh, from my speech in January in this year, um, we were at the um, event in Nashville and I was sitting there with Terry Berger and Mike Simmons. And I just realized that we're. Oh man, he was just getting to the best part. I know. It's like, that's Cliff a hanger. total open loop. I thought maybe, is this camera out for you guys too, or just me? Yeah, it's, it's, it's his system. He's frozen. Okay. All right. Well, we got. Oh yeah. man, that's messed up. That is messed up. <laughs> like I saw this commercial once. <laughs> right okay wait ken are you back can you hear us oh my gosh I, okay i'm 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 <laughs> gonna try to intentionally mute him or boot him out of here uh he got frozen uh, at an awkward time look at that awkward <laughs> face he's got there too right it's always awkward all right when he comes back we'll get back to him that was uh that was totally messed up so uh in at the january event i'll see you guys later uh all right let's go to let's go to andy let's go to andy mcfarland all right let's do it who are you for the people that don't know you on this call? Start there. Yeah, my, name, my name's Andy McFarlane. I'm a, I'm a wholesaler. I mean, people pigeonhole me as a wholesaler. We actually do a lot of flips, but I've been doing real estate for almost 20 years now. I bought my first property in 2003, but I've been doing uh, real estate wholesaling and flipping at scale for um, over 10 years now. Uh, Flippacking Live always gives me an opportunity to reflect back on the years and how long it's been. And I've been uh, in Utah for you know as long as I've been investing, almost 20 years now. Been in New Mexico as well since 2014, which is, that's a trip that's been that long. Indiana started in 2015. So we do, in, do uh, wholesales and flips in Utah, New Mexico, and Indiana, uh, 150 plus properties a year. Some years are more or less. Uh, been profitable the whole time doing that. And I've got a team of people to help me do that that are amazing. And uh, you know, that's who I am. I, I have rental properties. I do some hard money lending, self-directed IRAs. I mean, anyway, multiple different real estate businesses that are kind of vertically integrated. That's who I am. Um, yeah, you flip hacking live. You want me to talk about? I mean, I've been in flip hacking live since the beginning. You guys heard me talk about if you were here in the beginning of this call. I've I've been in. I've spoken every single one. Uh, 2016 was the first one. So this will be, I guess, seven years. Is this the seventh year, Bill? The seventh yep. year that I get to speak there, and it's always an honor. Like I sometimes I, I tell Bill, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say this year. You know, I feel like I've said everything, and he's just like, just say whatever you you know, whatever whatever speak at you at the time. And this year, you know, I I was talking to Bill about this a few days ago. And I was on a sales call where once a month I get on with all of my sales reps 
And we were talking about stuff. I mean, the market has changed. You guys that are in the markets changed in the last three or four months. So I want to hear from them what's going on. What are you guys seeing? What are you hearing? And they're telling me all the stuff. I'm listening to them all and hearing all these things. I'm just taking these notes. I'm just writing these notes down. And uh, after they told me all the things they wanted to tell me, then I flipped it around and I, I kind of went on. I don't know if it was a ramp, soapbox, whatever. It was friendly, but I went on and said, guys, this. And I went, bam, 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 went down, laid it down the line. And uh, I was talking to Bill about that. And he says, that's what I want you to share. I want you to share what's relevant, relevant, real right now going on, those principles, those things that are working. Give me the tactics that are working right now in today's market. I'm like, they already know all this stuff. And he's like, they don't know this stuff. And truly, if my sales reps, some of them have been with me for five plus years, if they need to be reminded, certainly there are some of you there that are coming to Flip Hacking Live that might need a reminder. And maybe it's just being heard for the first time. So um, I'm excited to share that. Also, a uh, little teaser. I'll give you guys a teaser since Kent gave you guys the open loop cliffhanger. I'm going to share with you guys some things that I've never shared with anybody before. I'm going to bring it. Uh, Bill knows this. Flip Hacking Live, we always try to outdo each other's do each other as speakers and I'm going to bring some stuff. I'm going to tell you guys something from stage that no one else knows that many people would probably want to know. And I'm going to lay it out there and give you guys the inside track of some stuff that I've never admitted to anybody before publicly. And I'm going to share it there. There's, so there's a, there's a business one and there's also a, a private one, which I think is kind of funny, but I've never admitted to anybody before. And uh, I'll share with you guys a couple of those things. So anyway, are we going to, are we going to get that presentation before, you go on stage or is it going to be the typical Andy McFarlane five seconds before? It'll probably be five seconds before. I might be editing before that. Um, okay. So now I'm not even going to know. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the reason I do that too, by the way. I typically know what I'm going to speak about, but Bill's joking about that stuff because they always want the speaker slides early, you know, get them in because they want to make sure you're prepared and you've got something relevant you're going to share. But I know that Bill peaks at the presentations. And sometimes I don't want Bill to know what's in my presentation. So sometimes I'll just slide it in to the AV guys right before, but I'll bring them a little thumb drive here. Here's the, here's the latest version. Let's use this one. Cause sometimes I've used pictures of Bill in my presentation. It happens sometimes. I'm not promising this year. I'm just saying sometimes his face makes it onto some slides. I don't think it's ever, it, uh, the first couple of years, you didn't put my face on the slides, which actually you did. Uh, year two, year two, you did. Did I it was start like year superhero? two? Was it the superhero uh, one? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, just in case you're wondering and you uh, want to speak at Flip Hacking Live or you're speaking this year, you are not allowed to slip your uh, presentation into the AV guys unless you've been speaking every single year and you were my mentor and showed me everything in this business. So uh, if you guys don't know, like I joined this this mastermind group called seven figure flipping like six years ago, seven years ago, almost now um, in the end of 2015. And uh, I paid my $25,000 to join the mastermind, just like everybody else. I didn't own the company. And uh, my first call was with this guy, Andy McFarland. And um, he was the coach. He was my mentor. He showed me everything that I know today in the real estate business. I learned from Andy. Like I basically just copied what he did. Uh, he he's the goat. He is the greatest. He's the, he's amazing. And he's still doing it to this day, just absolutely killing it in the business. And, uh, and I love it. And, and even the first presentations that we did, like a lot of the way that I present come from that. Like I, I just Google images now. Andy gave this presentation the first year at uh, Flip Hacking Live, and it was just like a bunch of images, and he was talking from all these images. His, his brother put those slides together. It was so awesome to watch. But 
I was like, man, that's a really cool way to present. I presented to the Navy. I've done all this stuff in the past, but I was like, this is great. Like, I don't need a bunch of stuff on my like text on there. I can just talk obviously for long periods of time without taking a breath really, really fast. So if you put pictures up there, I can just talk about them. And so a lot of my presentations now are just put together in 10 minutes from random images that I find on Google that are interesting to me. And I can talk for three days about that stuff because of Andy. So, Hey, Bill, can I give him a, can I, can I share an awkward interchange we had? Yeah, let's do it. We're all friends and family here. Um, so our first conversation, like Bill said, I was sitting in this very office on a zoom call with Bill because he was proximity wise. He was somewhere else, but this was December of 2015. December 25th. I think Bill knows where this is going on this one. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting oh, there yeah. in a Zoom call. I mean, look at all the people in the Zoom call with you, right? You see this little square. You don't know. It's, it's hard to know what, you know, you can't see. I don't know. Like if somebody walks by in the background, right? So somebody walks by in the background and we're having this, you know, we're having this one on one coaching call. And I'm like, oh, hey, I saw like, it looked like a woman figure that walked by and I said, hey, is that, is that your wife? And Bill says, that's no, that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> he was in England. He was in England. He was there visiting his, his in-laws and happened to be doing that. I didn't know. So anyway, that was awkward, but we got over it. It was fine. I've met yeah, Lucy. His on, wife is, yeah. On that same call, Andy told me, uh, my mother-in-law loves that story, by the way, Andy. She feels Does really she? great. About it. Yeah, I feel like you- Lucy, like, not so much, but your mother-in-law loves it. 20 years off of her life by- um, bringing her down to like a 30 something year old woman. And, um, I don't even know where I was going. Uh, <laughs> I like to throw, I like to throw Bill off his game. He's there. He's got a plan. He's got an agenda. He's talking about stuff. And I throw in an awkward interchange with, Oh, I know what it was on that call on that call. And he said the way that that call went down and I'm actually going to talk about this in my presentation next week at, at another event. Andy on that call, Andy said, he said, okay, so you want to do 12 flips. Uh, so this is like our first call. He said, all right, you want to do, you want to flip 12 houses. You're flipping one house right now and you're having trouble doing it. But basically the, the, my story goes, I flipped one house two years before that. I flipped one house the year before that. I wanted to flip 12 houses this next, the next year, make about $30,000 per house, make $360,000 and still fly full-time for the Navy and, and go retire after 20 years as a Navy pilot. That was my, that's what I thought I wanted to do. And, and at the time it's what I want to do. And so he's like, all right, well, what's the problem right now? And I was like, well, I'm flipping one house a year and I, it's taken me six months to buy it, fix it up, sell it, all that stuff. And I don't have any time. Like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I can't find great contract. I'm at the job site all the time. I want, I want to do more, but I want to spend less time. And he's like, oh, okay, great. Like I have the exact formula for that. You got to go hire some people to, to go do that. I was like, well, okay, well, here's the deal. I, I want to do all that stuff, but I don't, I'm not going to hire anybody. Like I do it all myself. I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in hiring people. I'm not interested in being responsible to put money on somebody else, like food on their table, pay for their kids, pay for their, them salaries and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm scared to do that. I don't want to do that. I probably didn't say I'm scared because I wouldn't say I'm scared at that time. Like I was this, I don't know, tougher military I, I, I guy. I think you said you wouldn't do it. Like you yeah, said, I'm, I'm not, not going to do, do that. I'm like, no, I'm not going to no. do that. And, yeah. and then he's like, well, how do you expect me to help you? And I'm like, you're the guy with all the systems. Give me the systems. Like you have the systems, So just give me the systems and I'll implement the systems in my business to be able to automate this stuff. So I don't have to do it all like you and just give me the systems. And at the time, I didn't really know the systems were like people and process and that kind of stuff. But I was like, you have this system. It, the way you talk, guys talk about it on the podcast and all your stuff is like, just give me the book of systems. I've been, I, I'm an engineer. I have a master's degree. I'm, 
um, at going to test. I actually, at that time, I, I think I was back or done test pilot school. I was like, I'm a test pilot. Just give me the book and I'll figure out how to do it. And he's like, well, it doesn't really work that way. So I think you probably need to hire somebody or um, I don't know how you're going to do the same thing you've been doing and do more of it and have more time. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll talk to you later. And it was like a week or two later, I think that we were on a call that I was like, all right, fine. I'm ready. What do I do? How do I hire somebody? How does that work? Just I'm ready. I'm ready. Teacher teach me. And so it took and me a did. while. Yeah. It took me a while. That next year. How many, how many houses did you do that next year? Yeah, we did 67 houses in like eight months. Uh, so it took me four and a half months to get my first deal. And then the last eight months, once we like knocked the, like broke the dam over, we did 67 houses. We flipped 12 and, and wholesaled 55 or so. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be 12 houses, but it was 67. And then it was 135 the next year, 187 the year after that. That's why you wrote the book. (laughs) So all of Andy's strategies are written in that book with my name on it, in case you're wondering. (laughs) I've just been waiting for Andy to write it. So I just decided to write it myself. Um, And to be honest, we've done done a ton of these speaker hangouts like this. I've done a ton of Zoom calls. We've done a ton of podcasts together. And Andy is always in front of those books with those AirPods in. If you go back to any of them, you could just take a screenshot and he looks the same age. It looks the exact, I'm, I'm wondering if it's at, like, he's even really human. So, oh, stop uh, it. but you'll know at Flip Hacking Live that he's human because he will cry. So, uh, I might not this year. You, I'm talking about <laughs> tactics. I'm not, what, what's going to make me cry about oh. tactics? Well, I got some other stuff planned for you for the other three days that you will be crying. Uh, promise you. Oh, you're boy. Be crying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not is there, year. Has there been a year where you haven't? Or just even 2022. Like just 2022. <laughs> 2022. Uh, all right. This is my uh, year. Is anybody excited now to hear Andy speak at the event? Okay, cool. Oh, That's good. Me. So those people won't go to the bathroom during your presentation. <laughs> uh, just don't tell them right. what it is. Let's go to... And if you guys have questions for some of these folks, we'll just drop them in the chat and we'll we'll get to them, I promise. And, and then when we're done, you can unmute and talk. Caitlin, let's talk to Caitlin. Caitlin Phillips is like, are you guys like down the street from each other? Do you live close by in Salt Lake? Do you know? Caitlin, do you go like toilet paper his house from time to time? I actually don't know where Andy's house is, but I did buy a house from him a few months ago. Ooh. Going on the market next deal. week. <laughs> yeah. Nice. First time I bought a house from him because they're usually too expensive for me to buy, which is good. Just always submit an offer. You never know. You yep. never know. Take, yep. take, take everybody's advice. Um, okay. Caitlin, tell us about you. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, my name is Caitlin Phillips and uh, my husband, Tim, and I started our real estate journey in 2017, right after we bought our personal residence. And um we were kind of slow getting started, uh, but we joined the seven figure family last year and have just really taken off since. Um, so we flip houses and this year at flip hacking life, I'm going to talk about how to get started, how to get your first deal with little or no money. And I think Christina asked in the comments, how much money it takes to get started to flip or wholesale. And so I'm going to be going into how to do that without money or without very much money in more detail in October. So I'm excited to 
help somebody else get started and get the belief that they can actually do it, even though they don't have a big chunk of money or a big chunk of time, um, you can get the ball rolling and take some actions that get you closer and closer. What is it? Tell, tell us a little bit about your background before getting into real estate and stuff like that. And then some, maybe a little bit of inspirational story about your husband recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was a school teacher professionally prior to, prior to us adopting our kids. Um, so I taught mostly, mostly high school, mostly science, um, and then kind of transitioned into being a stay at home mom. Then I started my own business as a competitive and performance jump rope coach, which is a whole other story in itself. Um, loved doing that and then started the real estate business as well. So I did two businesses for a while till I decided uh, something had to give. So I gave away one of them. Um, so my husband is, was also a school teacher at the same time I was. Um, then he's been working as a school administrator for the past uh, five-ish years. And we had sat down with each other about a year ago and talked about these are the things that need to happen um, in order for you to be able to leave the education system and come work in real estate full time. And we figured we were hoping that he'd be able to to leave the education world at the end of the 2023 school year. That was kind of what we were shooting for. Um, and then in April, we went to the event in Cancun and I, I love the events. There's so many reasons I love the events, but one great thing about it is that it really gives my husband and I time together to talk about our business and plan out and kind of see how we're doing. And when we sat down, we were trying to figure out how he could get more involved in the business. And it just kept, it just kept coming up that like his work schedule was in the way. And, um, as we kept discussing it, we realized we'd hit those, uh, those points that we said we had to hit before he left his job. Um, and we had hit them by April. It didn't even take us the whole year. So we said, what are we waiting for? Um, and we got off the plane from Mexico and he went to his director and said, I'm done at the end of the school year. So he is now working full time with me in the real estate business and we're flipping houses together. So really cool. Um, we get to take the kids to school together in the morning and pick them up in the afternoon and then be done working when the kids are home. And it's been really awesome to just have a, some more family time. So we love it. That's so cool. Um, you guys were on stage last year during the hot seat sessions. So yeah. if you guys don't know, like really cool thing that we do, we have these kind of applications for people to get some coaching at the event. And, um, one night I stay really late with everyone. So anybody who wants to come back after dinner, we kind of like pull names and grab three people. If they're there, we just kind of pick them to come up and, and get on stage and talk about some of the things. And I remember talking with you, you came up and we were talking and you were like, uh, you had some, some, it's like some of the things that were happening inside the the family, like with you and your husband were holding you back. And I was like, well, is he here? And then he's like, yeah, I'm over here. And I think he came up then too. Right. So then it, it was just yeah. you at first. And then he came up and I, I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but I felt like it was a little bit of like uh, family counseling of business and family <laughs> structure. Yeah. 
yeah, I'd been struggling with like how to not be distracted from my family all the time. I was answering mm-hmm. my phone at any given time of the day. And, and you said something like, well, just don't answer it. <laughs> I was like, what? I can't just not answer it. Um, but yeah, you pulled him up on stage as well, which is funny. Cause when I filled out that the paper to do the hot seat, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to get called up anyway. <laughs> um, but I think I shared this with you before bill that, um, filling out that piece of paper to go up to that hot seat was like the best thing I did at flip hacking live. And the reason is I, um, am pretty introverted and I, it's really hard for me to, um, like start up a conversation with somebody I don't know yet and to, to meet people. And I knew that, I wanted to network with people and get to know people at that event, but it was just like, I couldn't open my mouth and meet people and introduce myself. Um, But when I got pulled up on stage, then people heard kind of what some of my struggles were and, and how things were going for us. And then after that, people approached me and would introduce themselves And this was like, oh, well, this just got a whole lot easier. Um, Now I don't have to be the one opening my mouth and approaching people. So that was a really, a really helpful thing for me just to get to know the community better and um, get some support from other people. Helped me break out of my shell a bit. That's awesome. I don't think that if you told me that uh, either uh, didn't hear it or didn't, I wasn't listening. That's, that's incredible. So next this year, if you're there and just write, I'm an introvert, Bill, please pull me up on stage because I need to figure out how to meet people on the top. And then we'll look at that and I'll say, okay, we need to get at least one or two of these people up. So it makes total sense. I'm, I'm the same way. I go to these events and I have trouble, like, to be perfectly honest, I really don't love networking at all. And, um, but Kaylin, you're going to be up on the stage. Now you have no problem talking to the 80 some people that are on this call right now. And then you'll be on stage in front of like, I don't know, six or 700 or a thousand people. And, um, and then they're all going to come up to you and talk to you. So (laughs) maybe that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me what a competitive jump rope coach does? please? (laughs) Yes. Um, so jump rope is, is actually a worldwide sport that hopefully will be an Olympics soon if everything goes well. Um, but basically I just had a, a team of kids ranging in age from eight to 18 years old. And, um, I would teach them different skills with a single rope or double Dutch ropes and, kind of have two different categories of things you compete in. There's like speed events, like how many jumps can you get in a certain time period? And then there's freestyle events, like how hard of how hard of tricks can you do in a creative, a creative way. And there's usually a lot of gymnastics involved as well. So it's, it's really cool. Andy, I don't think that she knows that she really should not tell me this kind of stuff. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Bill had made it slip once to his team that he used to do be break do break dancing, and they oh. made him pull out the, the cardboard box and do the thing. So, there, I mean, if somebody's going to bring a jump rope, and Bill might make yeah. you do it on stage. Yeah. 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 Now you just you, add, add a jump rope to your break dancing. 
No, there might be some jump ropes for you on stage at Footpacking Live. So that's, uh, you, you guys got to be careful. Be careful. My team has still never seen me jump rope, Andy. I mean, uh, breakdance. Nobody's seen me jump rope. Um, really? Because Maybe we yeah, should we do breakdancing this year. No, we set a goal that quarter that, um, that, you know, we set a certain goal that quarter. It was like $850,000 or a million bucks that quarter or something like that. And if we hit it, then I would breakdance at our, at our uh, Christmas party. That was the deal. And so they were, I've never seen a team pull together and work so hard than that quarter. And one deal moved into the next quarter by like two days and we fell short by like $10,000. And they were all like, oh. we got so close. Like <laughs> we should just have, have gotten it. And I was like, no, you just didn't hit it. Like there's no close. This is not like, this is horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah. Or, no it's, you're, yeah. you're not close. Like you either yeah. hit it or don't hit it. I'm not breakdancing. Yeah. And so then we set another goal the next quarter and they just, they never hit it. So they've never seen it still. So maybe we can set, like, if you, if, does he, would anybody be interested in seeing me breakdance? Mm-hmm. Like people that. would be interested. Okay. Yeah. So maybe if we sell a thousand tickets to flip packing live, I'll break dance. How's that sound? So if we sell a thousand tickets, if you guys are going to have to go out and promote like crazy though. So can you guys all go <laughs> out and sell like 50 Tell tickets each? Actually, if you each sell like 20 tickets, we'll probably be at a thousand. So I will break dance if we get to a thousand. How's that? That's fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That was our, that was our original goal. I think we're a little bit, we're a little bit lower than I thought. So, uh, okay. Do you guys want to hear the, uh, Kent Mueller? We want to close that loop about, uh, January event. And then he just like fades off and his internet expires on us. Exactly. And my computer froze and it's still restarting. So, um, so at that uh, January event, Niles and I were considering joining the eight figure group and, here I was sitting next to Terry and Mike and Andy and man, it dawned on me guys. I I'll be honest. I didn't think I was equals. I didn't, I thought I was less than these people and, you know, joining that eight figure group and being in that room with Jesse and Spencer and Al and Adam and a few others, it helped me elevate my mindset that I do belong that that I got to work on this thing up here and that these group of people helped me get there. So it's just not me. It's all everybody in this group has helped me elevate. And that's what I'm going to speak on. Awesome. Okay. Do you guys feel good? You feel like you got closure from Kent? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you left everybody hanging and then you just left. We I know like, the whole oh. thing. You guys missed the best part. And I forgot. Like, Did he do that on purpose? He was on a roll. <laughs> So yeah, we're excited to hear that. I think from all of these, all of these stories will, are going to inspire you guys. And that's, that's the whole goal. Like my, uh, my goal of this event is to bring you here, bring you into a place that's outside of your world. That's, um, that's outside of your business, your home, like away from things and just try to get you like, how do we get you excited, motivated, inspired to go out and do things um, and, and hit those goals that you have, the big dreams, and give you the tactics and give you the mindset and give you the motivation to go do those things. So, uh, Philip Blake, what do you have? Like, who are you? Let's first of all, who are you? Who am I? Uh, Philip Blake. I'm the owner of uh, Stride Investment Group. Uh, I've been investing in real estate since 2000 and man, 2013. Sheesh, man, I'm getting old. Uh, so I started in 2013, and um, I mean, at the time, I'm, I'm when I was gotten started in real estate, I'm 
like I'm an engineer, I'm a mechanical engineer, I'm working full time. I'm actually still in school full time, which I'll, I'll probably talk more about that later. But so I'm doing that full time. And then I decided to pick up this real estate thing. Right. And for me, it was tough. Right. Really, the first the first two, it was like 22 months. Didn't make any money for the first 22 months of real estate. Right. A lot of perseverance, a lot of failing, failing forward. I did have a mentor at the time and I'm thinking I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm making all types of sacrifices. At the time I was making what we would, in my, you know, in my family consider a good salary, right? I was making like 90,000 a year, uh, somewhere around there. And I'm, I got my car about 10 years old. My, I'm living in the home, my mom's basement. You know, it's, I'm, I'm like, I'm no expenses. Every, every penny is going to real estate. Then you get 22 months in and you're like, man, what am I doing here, right? And it just took that one deal. I mean, I was, I'm not a quitter, but man, I was, I was getting close. And that one deal, right? Now I'll talk more about that during my uh, my time here on stage. But so I started investing in real estate, uh, I guess almost ten years ago now. Uh, wholesaler, um, also we. I mean, now I guess you can just. I mean, I guess you put it into that category now. But buy a lot of rentals now. Uh, we do some uh, uh, things with commercial apartments as well as uh, quick service restaurants. So it's like uh, like Chick Fil A's stuff like that. Uh, we do a lot of different things now. Biggest thing is in 2019, we hit our, that was the first year we hit 100 deals. We were right at 100 deals. And that was like the big thing, right? Where are you guys doing a lot of volume in wholesale, which, which is cool. But I, I like to focus on the numbers that make the most sense or not make the most sense, but, you know, the bottom line. Right? I like to focus on that type of stuff. Um, so I'll be talking about virtual wholesale. That's like the buzzword, right? Everyone, oh, how do you, we buy, pro I haven't seen a property in probably like three or four years um and then unless i go there specifically like to do a like a video or something which i'm trying to do more of now but i really haven't seen probably a lot of people want to talk about or know more about virtual wholesaling so i'll be talking more about that so people thinking uh wholesale properties anywhere in the country oh yeah so i guess i should go so we yeah we currently wholesale in, in two states michigan and then north carolina so the charlotte raleigh then all of the metro detroit area in michigan and yeah, so you can wholesale from, you know, whatever your mom's basement, if you want, and, uh, and you know, make 10, 20,000 on the property. Uh, we can wholesale, wholesale in uh, Utah with Andy if we really wanted to. But, uh, but yeah, so I'll be talking more about that. There's one thing that I'm going to talk more about that I think a lot of people would get, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but everybody pretty much, this is my, this is my reason or excuse why, oh, if I just had more of this, I could do this. If I had, so I'm going to talk about some strategies and ways to really, I think it's, it's the fundamentals of uh, like business, not just real estate, but business one-on-one -on -one of how to really grow your business and not have to bootstrap, right? I bootstrap. I'm, every dime I made, like literally it was all going into real estate, right? Every dime, every, every for the first, first, two, first two years. And you look back two years, you're like, man, I really got much to, to show for it. Well, it's easier ways you don't have to do that. So I'm going to talk more about that as well. All right. Okay, so we've got Philip Blake Porter, Andy McFarland, Caitlin Phillips, Phillips, Ken Mueller. And I also have a couple presentations that I'm going to be giving, but you're going to have to come to Flip Hacking Live to see what those are. Uh, but I promise you, they will be life-changing. So what, do you, what kind of questions do you guys have? Um, I noticed one was, can Kent Mueller share his end of his story? We already did that one. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can unmute, you can ask questions. It can be about Flip Hacking Live, about real estate, about anything. Like uh, we are open books here. And if you guys want to unmute, drop in the chat, whatever you want to do, uh, you can do that. We're here for you guys. 
Michael McCarty said, I used to do competitive break dancing when I was 13 to 15 years old. So maybe I shouldn't break dance in front of all you guys. You're probably much better than me. It would be embarrassing. I haven't done it in a very long time. Last time I did it was at my cousin's wedding. It's probably like 15 years ago. There may have been some alcohol involved. So it was not pretty. Questions. What do you guys got? Come on, hit us. Hey, Bill, I don't know. I think there's some video footage of you on the cruise doing some break dancing that Andre recorded. Mm, I, I don't know. Uh, well, if you guys can find it, let's, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe just a little bit of random stuff. Uh, okay. Mike said, uh, Philip Blake, how long have you been in seven figure flipping? So how long have you been a member of the mastermind? Uh, five, five years. Is it 2004 years? No, it's five years. 2017. So five years. Yeah. Dang. Five years. boy. Yeah. Well, Philip Blake should have been on the stage like the last like three years in a row. Every yeah. time I talk to this guy, he's doing something else. <laughs> Quick service restaurants. That's like yeah. the first time I heard that. So I'm going to have a conversation offline. I'm interested to hear about that now. Uh, uh, Angela said, will FHL be recorded for those of us who can't make it? So we do record the event every year. Um, and if you're a, if you're a mastermind member uh, and you guys are, you'll, you'll be able to watch it. But um, we uh, I'll, I'll give you guys an opportunity if you're there this year at uh, Flip Hacking Live of how you can get the recordings. So there will be an opportunity to get the recordings. You like we provide the recordings to the people that are in the room. We don't provide the recordings to people who aren't there. Now our mastermind members, that's a whole nother story, but um, there's an opportunity that, that we'll, we'll show you guys while we're there at the event of how you can get the recordings of the event. So pretty much if you've been to the event before, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I don't want to ruin it for everybody else who's there. So Who's hasn't been? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Philip Blake, how many properties do you wholesale a year? Give us some like some background, some structure of the business. Like now, I know you mentioned like a hundred a year before. Like, what does the business look like now? And and if it's changed over time, why? And what are you doing like right now specifically based on the marketplace? I think that's probably the best thing that you can give to these folks tonight. Okay, sweet. So just a quick background. So start off one man show when I joined the group and it was, that's, I mean, that's a big part of what helped me take off right now. So we have uh, five, five salespeople. So that's acquisitions, uh, one transaction coordinator, one dispo. And then I have an ops team with basically two managers and like a bunch of VAs that work under them as well. Uh, and that's the team. Like we're not a, you know, that's it. We, you know, not a huge team, but we got to stay focused on our, our systems and processes. Uh, the question was how many properties do we wholesale each year? Uh, I mean, the past few years, we pretty much hit 100 since 2019. This Last year, I think we were like 80-something. And this year, I think we're going to be right around that same number. This year, we're focused more on buying. We've been doing a lot of buying the past year, year and a half. And just gratefully, we've been able to pick up like some really solid properties, really good condition at like 70 cents on the dollar. So we've been just, or, or less, right? So we've just been doing a lot of that and uh, taking advantage of uh, like when the interest rates are low. Uh, what are we doing now? So we're still buying. We never stop. You know, a lot of fluctuations, though interest rates are high, et cetera. We're still buying. So we, we buy deeper. So we negotiate harder on the, the deals that we want to wholesale or even purchase for ourselves. Uh, but a big thing of what we're doing is, uh, and Pace is supposed to be there, but a lot of creative financing. So subject to, we, we talked about this in one of the mastermind calls where you can pretty much go back in time, right? Someone has a mortgage from I mean, even two years ago when, when it was really low, but let's say 10 years ago and their interest rate is 3%. We got one we're negotiating right now. Well, we can 
take over that 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 mortgage and inherit that interest rate. So today's interest rates don't really matter as much. So um, hopefully I'm not getting too technical, Bill. I'm just no, no, that's great. And and Mike asked a follow up question for anybody who's a member of the of the mastermind. What's the number one reason why you joined Seven Figure Flipping? So maybe Philip Blake, if you can start, and then maybe we'll go to Caitlin, and then Kent, and then Andy's like the godfather of the group. So sure, he, uh, he just started so, it. So so one thing, Bill, you actually may remember this story, which is always funny every time you say, oh, you probably shouldn't have told me that." So when I I'm going to talk about after I first joined. So I joined in like, I think March of 2017. And like, it was a mindset. So why did I join? Right. I joined because this guy, Justin talking crazy on this podcast, talking about, Oh, I flip a hundred houses a year. I work three hours a week. I don't even know these properties. And I'm like, wow, a lot of people can't talk about mindset. They have that. They first have a negative, like no way that's possible. You talking crazy. Well, thankfully I had an open mind. I'm like, man, this guy doing that. So that got my brain ticking because at that time I had five properties I was wholesaling, one man show, and I'm pulling my hair out. I'm like, dude, how does he manage? And so I, I was I was always trying to learn. So it took me a few months to actually be able to get the money to join the mastermind. But that's why I joined. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to all the calls, all these people around, the mics are on the call, they're in our market. And I'm like, man, these guys know what they're talking about. And like it gotta be something that they know that I do not know that's 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 like there's a missing piece there right so that's what caused me to join now i actually was one of the ones that like almost immediately benefited uh i, I believe um very highly like 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 mindset and then like the power of manifestation and what have you but when i joined it was like okay i joined and i had to succeed right like it was you know it was whatever it's 25 or 30 grand at the time and i'm like man i really like we were making i was making some money but i was like man that's that's a lot for me Right. So I had to succeed. It wasn't like, oh, we can get in here lollygag. So I'm going through all the course like the first weekend. I'm trying to go through everything. Right. And as I'm going through everything, like, okay, I see the system, the process. So I'm, my, I'm having to implement within like the first, I want to say three months, four months. Uh, like we had the year before I made uh, like a quarter million dollars. And in those first three or four months, we made like 300,000. And I remember this because I told Bill, this was when Bill was kind of running the show, but not maybe necessarily running the show. But I'm just talking, he's like, oh yeah, man, how you, how you like the master, mastermind, how you like the bit? I'm just talking, well, it's got Bill, man. you know, it's good, I like it, man. He's like, oh, so what do you think? I was like, well, been pretty good. First, uh, you know, we did 280, 250 last year, and we just did that this quarter, supposed to wrap it up in the next couple of weeks. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, all right, next day on stage. Oh, Phil Blake, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so yeah, for sure. If you tell Bill anything like that, he's definitely going to call you out on it. But, uh, but that's why I joined, and that's why I continue to join. You know, you build a family, a network of people that continually elevate you. I, I can honestly say the, the, a lot of things that we've been able to achieve in the years that I, since I've joined, I would not have been able to achieve without the people that's in the group. You build, like, lifelong friends. These are, like, these are, these are my people, you know what I mean? Like, Bill's a really good friend of mine. Andy, everybody's in the group that's, that's a good friend of mine. If they ever need anything, shirt off my back type of thing, right? So you build that relationship, and then also you have the business opportunities as well, and you always can elevate. So hopefully I answered the question somewhere in there. Yeah, I do remember that uh, story, actually. You're, you're one of the most, like, kind of, like, humble quiet people in the group with the most information and knowledge. That's just like, it's, it's, it's incredible to see. I, re I remember that conversation. Cause it was very like, Oh yeah, we're doing okay. And I was like, well, what is okay? You're like, well, we did like 
280, $300,000 this past quarter. I was like, what'd you, oh, what'd you do last year? He's like, like 250. Yeah. Like yeah. why? What? <laughs> like, that's huge, man. And yeah. he's just like, kind of just, I, I don't know. I, I, he's like the, what, um, Andy, do you remember that uh, quote, like the velvet boa constrictor from the first flip packing live? Yeah. Yeah. That? Justin's yeah, brother. Was a, I was like, this yeah, is like, so he's just like quiet, uh, confident and has so much information. And like, every time I talk to you, you're doing something that's just blowing my mind. Like very, um, has a lot of, um, uh, he's very innovative and tries other things out and is testing them. And it's really cool to see. That's what I remember about Andy. When I joined the group is Andy was always testing and is used to say like, let us test in our laboratory before you guys go out and spend your money because we have a big budget. So we're testing things all the time, but I'm not going to share with you until I find something that works. And then I'll share it with you guys. And he's like, don't, uh, he's always like afraid to share the thing that might cost everybody money. If they go run towards the shiny object, he's like, let me figure out how to test it first. And then I'll bring it back to the tribe. And, and then that got instilled in me. So we would go test things. I mean, I remember a couple of initiatives where we probably spent two, $300,000 on stuff that we thought was going to work really well, but didn't. And so then I brought it back and it's like, this doesn't work. Don't do this. And this, and this does work. So we start, I started like taking that and I see Phil Blake do that a lot um, uh, of, of just kind of like every time he talks, people are like, can you just keep talking and give me like more and more and more of that? So it's really cool to have you, man. And to hear all those kind words is really great. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. Definitely an introvert too, by the way. So that's what I'm talking about. If you get me going out, uh, it starts verbal diarrhea. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's all good stuff. Like, uh, Caitlin, what about you? Um, and the question was, the question was, what was the number one reason why you joined? Yeah. Um, Surprisingly, this question is actually easy for me to answer. Um, hands down, it was because I wanted to be part of this community. Um, we had been in a in a group previously that had excellent education, and I felt like we had a, a good foundation of education, but we needed to go out and execute that. And I loved um, I loved that there were accountability groups that we could meet with weekly and help stay focused on goals and actually executing them. And I love that there was a Facebook group where we can post a question and get answers like instantaneously in some, in some cases. Um, so that I, I don't want to say that the education provided here isn't good. I think it's excellent. Um, but for me, I, I wanted that community and I would say the community is what's going to keep me here too. I've really, I really appreciate the culture of the community. You know, I joined because I wanted like access <laughs> to the people in their minds and what they were doing and their input. Um, but I really love the culture that I found here. The, the group really has this, uh, this push for us to figure out what, our goals are and how we're going to hit our goals instead of being like, I think everyone should be making millions of dollars. So you need to do more, you know, it's, it's just like, what's important to you and how do you get there? And then there's also this big, um, emphasis on stewardship and giving back. And that's a part of the group that I, I really love as well. So great community. Awesome. Thanks, Caitlin. And what about you? So I'm a merge between Philip and Caitlin. So when we joined, we wanted to scale, scale quickly, get all the systems in place and just, you know, go for the gusto. But what I found in being a part of the group is 
I needed much more. And I needed the tribe. I needed the community. I needed those individuals that have gone before in this real estate journey that it just wasn't about business, but it was about life. And, you know, 7FF came into my life at one of my deepest, darkest times. And, you know, some of the things Bill has shared and, you know, Andy and Tyler, that was the platform that allowed me to speak and to start this hero's journey and just change my life and forever, you know, I'll forever be indebted to that because now to me, this is life and we just do real estate on the side. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Andy, anything from you? I'm going to answer a couple more of these questions. Yeah, shoot. Um, I mean, I guess it's a little different question frame to me, but you might say, well, why is Andy still here? Why does he still show up here? Um, I have actually, I mean, I've been in real estate 20 years now and honestly, I've accomplished everything I ever thought I wanted to accomplish 20 years ago. Got financial freedom. Um, I've got rental properties. I'm I'm fine. I'm going to be just fine. But I'm here for uh, friends. Certainly, I have so many friends. Like Phil mentioned that. I mean, I can think of experience with everybody. I mean, I remember that cruise. Remember when that cruise film? We were in those tide pools with you and Jalois. And I remember going to the baseball game with you guys. I mean, just there's yeah. just so many things that we do as a as a community, which is cool. So, and I think I mean, as long as I'm still relevant and people still think that I've got something to share with them that's going to have an impact in a positive way, I'm. I'm I want to be here for that. So, uh, and, and also, I mean, this, this could get me to cry, but I'm not going to, I share this, in my first flip packing live. The reason I am where I am today is because I went to an event and I saw a guy on stage speaking that I thought, man, this guy is just like everything, right? If I could be like this guy and I sheepishly walked up to him afterwards, after he got off the stage and he was kind enough to go to dinner with me. So at dinner, we, we just had a one-on-one connection. He was the same as me. He was the same age as me. He had a wife, he had kids. He was the same as me. He'd been doing real estate almost as long, but he was doing 10 times what I was doing. So really it took me going to that event, seeing him there on stage, having him talk to me. And I believed for the first time that I actually could do more and be more. And it really was this, I call it permission. He gave me permission to be more than I was. So if I can give that permission to anybody, that's that's big for me because Ryan gave me permission. And that was the huge catalyst for me for going to like whatever I was doing to just exploding, you know, however many years ago that was. So if I can be a part and a catalyst of giving anybody permission, it's cool to be part of their story that way. I think you call me every year before the event to figure out what you're going to talk about and make sure that you should be on stage to see if you're still relevant. That's my only guess of our conversation from like two days ago. Like you're trying to decide if you're still relevant, dude, you'll always be relevant. So, well, uh, yeah, I, people hear a lot from me and I'm thinking as soon as they're sick, people are kind, but as soon as they're sick of hearing from me, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I don't need to. Okay. Well, I'll, just, I'll let you know when they're sick of hearing from you. And so will they, uh, based on the amount of applause. Uh, all right. Or if they just stop showing up to the event. So, uh, Jim asked, uh, how do we upgrade to VIP so we can hang out with the VIPs? Uh, we, I, I, maybe, I don't know if, if my team has a link to do that, they can put it in, but you can email us, just respond to any email that you get from me, like info at sevenfigureflipping.com or any of the, the five emails I send out every single day. Um, you can respond to any of those and just say, hey, I want to upgrade my ticket to VIP and, and my team, the staff will take care of it. I actually don't know where to go right now. If there's a link, maybe they'll post it, but um, yeah, just send us an email and we'll take care of it. You will see pretty soon we'll start promoting that. 
So what we will usually try to do is just get, get people excited and, and interested in the event. And then there will be a, an option for VIP. You'll start seeing emails come out. We have like limited number of VIP tickets because uh, we do like lunches and a dinner the Thursday night and stuff like that. So, uh, but an email will go out soon to you guys. Uh, Thomas asked, so the majority of your clients in this group, wholesalers or flippers. So are the seven figure flipping members, like the mastermind members, wholesalers or flippers? I'd say right now we're probably like 50, 50. We used to be very heavy wholesaling and not a lot of flippers. And then, and then I, we kind of like tilted a little bit more flippers and wholesalers. And now I'd say we're probably pretty, pretty well uh, balanced 50, 50. And I, I think a lot of people are doing more, um, short-term rentals, some buy and hold stuff, some more creative strategies and things like that. Really what we're trying to talk about more in the group is, is we make great active income. We show people how to make really good active income, but I want to really kind of hammer home the fact that they, they need to pull money out of their business and then, and then figure out how to passively make money and start building that, uh, that revenue stream for them that, that works when they sleep. Because uh, my eight figure group, we, I have, I've launched a group last Last January, Kent was talking about it. He's one of our members that's on the call. Um, and we launched this eight-figure group. It's $50,000 a year last year. And there's 12 of them. Now we, add, we added one more person, so we have 13. And they we just did an event here at the office where they all showed their P&Ls and their balance sheets. Like we just got really raw. It was like, how much money are you actually making? And we dug into this and, and pretty much every conversation that I was having with them was guys, you have got to pull this money out of your business. Like you've got to figure out how to increase that bottom line, how to bring it out and make your personal financial house and get that in order. Um, because you're going to show up as a better father, better husband, better mother, better wife, better business owner. When you feel that way and you're not pressured all the time to be on the hamster wheel. And so we talked a lot about that. So I, I think we have a really good balance in the group right now. We have like we have three different communities here. We have the runway, we have altitude, and we actually, we actually just launched a new program that nobody knows about just the folks that are inside the group um, called top gun. And then we have the eight figure entrepreneur group. So we actually have four kind of levels of folks, depending on their, um, their experience. Like we, we will not let you in an expensive group if you're not qualified. That's, that's what I love about this group that not everybody can say that is uh, it's not just about like how much you'll pay. It's not a pay to play. It's like, if you are just putting on your pads for the first time to go play football, you cannot go play in the NFL. You will get hurt. So I cannot put you in the altitude group or the top gun group. Like you've got to go in the runway group to start. And so that's kind of the way that we structure everything. And so I think we have a good balance. Would you guys agree with that? Like we have a pretty good balance of wholesalers and flippers in the group right now, like 50, 50. That's about right. Okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the bigger players that wholesale are also flipping or, or wholetailing, or they, they start to like, and just become real estate professionals at that point. Like Andy's doing a lot of everything, like their company has the opportunity to do a lot and they're maximizing the amount of profit, especially in the past couple of years, it's been really hard to find deals. So Andy's kind of talk tracks and philosophies have been, I want to squeeze the juice out of every one of these deals. Like how do we maximize the profit on all these? Cause we don't know when the next ones are going to come. And uh, now we might be shifting into this. Hey, it's a little bit easier to buy houses. So we need to figure out and make sure the back end looks really good and solid. So how do we, how do we sell these houses? How do we make sure that our numbers are really good? How do we, um, how do we use some creative strategies to do that? So, um, okay. Let's see. Uh, Ron asked, I know many are, of you are flipping, but are going to be holding properties for longer short-term rentals. Um, so 
Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of short-term rental talk going on inside the group. In fact, one of the Top Gun programs we just launched was for short-term rentals specifically. Somebody that's going to help coach and train one-on-one with short-term rentals. But uh, Philip Blake, I know you, you're whole, you're buying a, a rentals right now, right? Yep. And then you doing any short-term rentals? Yeah, actually, yeah. We mistakenly kind of tripped and fell into it. But yeah, we got a couple units, a few more coming up. Mm-hmm. And Andy, you're you're still buying rental properties. I know Andy's got a big, big rental pro- portfolio. Yep. Yep. Still a bunch of rentals. Uh, Kent, you unmuted. Multi, multi-family. Moving into multi-family apartments. Yep. So I think everybody's kind of getting to the point where, um, you know, we make this active income and I love it. Like I, I'm, I'm in a point of time in my life where I can make active income and I, I love, I love to do what I do. Uh, it's really enjoyable and still healthy, still great and enjoy it. So I'm going to make as much active income as I can and then go, but I'm going to go bury it in the backyard is the kind of the way that I think about it. If I make a hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna go bury it in the backyard in a, uh, a property, a multifamily unit, like something that I don't have to do anything for. And it's just going to go out there and my soldiers are going to be out working and hopefully bring home some friends with them, you know, down the road. So it's kind of, so I think it's important now. Now I'll tell you like the thing that we're best in the world at is, is building systems, building a team and also finding deals and properties at a discount. Like that's where we excel. So like as a, as a landlord, if you're, if you're a rental landlord, we would be great to help you with that. I would say we're not the best at like building out property management software and stuff like that. So we have some people, I know uh, Justin in the group has like 80 or a hundred rentals, maybe even 200 now in Oklahoma city. So there are people inside the group that, that can, can help with that, but that's not like our, our main focus. Uh, okay. Any Canadians out there? Uh, I, Megan, are you asking that for other Canadians or, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So there's, we, we actually have quite a few Canadians in the group. Uh, okay. Elliot says Canadian here looking to open business in the U S. So we have a ton of Canadians in the group. Uh, we've had some really successful Canadians come into the program. Uh, it's been, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, the Canadians, uh, have absolutely crushed it inside of our community. Uh, Adam, Adam, oh, Adam said the people, uh, so he's probably talking about why you joined the mastermind abundance mindset, core values, uh, the path to go faster from people who are already where I want to be. And it's full of people who actually are doing the business. So, um, Adam's wholesale flips and buys rentals. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know how Paul is always unmuted. So it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Paul, you got some kids there. It sounds like. A pretty fun Tuesday night. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, okay. Lee asked, how many of you have your family in the business with you, like kids, siblings, et cetera? So I'll answer it really quick. I got three little kids, eight-year-old, five-year-old, and four-year-old. Um, I, over the past couple of years, they have not really been that involved in the business, but I put them on my marketing, on our websites, they're at the events. Um, so I have paid them for uh, being part of the community, part of my business, because we use them a lot in emails and stories and videos and things like that. So um, while, and it's funny, like last night, I was walking the dog with my son, Will, he's eight, he's our oldest. And he's like, he wants to go out. All the little babies are being put to bed by my wife, our five-year-old and four-year-old, we still call them the babies. They're like twins. And, um, Will's walking with me. He's like, I want to go for a walk with you, dad, to take the dog out. I was like, okay. And so he's like, Hey, what, what do you, 
he said, he said something and it triggered this conversation about business. And I was like, yeah, daddy has like, like five jobs. Oh, it's cause I was working for the Navy. I was working for the Navy Sunday and Monday. And I was like, he's like, dad, you're on your phone a lot. And I'm like, sorry, buddy. Like I got to work for the Navy today. Like I have to send a lot of messages and these kind of things that I don't normally have to do on top of my job. Daddy's got like five jobs today because of the Navy. And he's like, oh, what are your other jobs? And I was like, well, this business, uh, I run this business, Blackjack Real Estate, but my partner, Adam does a lot of that now. He goes, oh yeah, I know about that one. I remember going to the houses with you. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I got this other one, seven figure flipping. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know that one. It's all the events that I get to go to and those cool things. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got these apartments that we buy and sell. That's like another business that he's got to raise money. He goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that one. And I said, Oh, I got this one in Kentucky that we buy houses and then we own our finance. And he's like, Oh, I don't know about that one. Tell me a little bit about that one. Told him a little bit about that one. And I was like the Navy. He goes, Oh yeah, I know about that. He's like, I've seen you in your flight suit and flying and you always get to fly me in the plane and all that stuff. And then I said, I'm also like, planning on starting this other one. I started telling him about this other one. He goes, Oh, that sounds really cool. So it was really nice for me to hear that, like all the events that he goes to and like on his, we had an event on his birthday and pulled him up on stage and we sang happy birthday to him at our, our multifamily event, like a big three-day event that we put on. And he just, he like wants to follow along and understand. And then he said, Oh, I want to start this business. And he starts talking about this little business that he wants to start with his friends. So that's my family's involvement. My wife has no desire to be involved in my business at all, any of them. Uh, so that's kind of my world. What about you guys? Uh, Phil, Andy, Caitlin, you talked about it a little bit. What about you guys? Yeah, my kids are on the payroll. <laughs> use them in marketing. They definitely come to events, use them in stories and stuff. So they're on the payroll. They get a certain amount every year. The IRS allows. Oh. Is it me? Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, sweet. sweet. I, well, we got a brand. Maybe I'll take you guys' idea. We got a brand new one. So maybe we'll put her in some uh, some marketing there. Uh, no, my wife, she's, uh, she's actually uh, going to be getting to the uh, Asian side of things. So, but outside of that, it's, uh, you know, small family. So, but maybe we'll get, we'll, we'll put uh, the baby on some of these marketing pieces and uh, make use of it. <laughs> Caitlin, I know your husband works with you. And what about your kids? Are your kids involved? Do they get involved at all? I don't know if Caitlin can hear me. Can you guys hear me? Sorry, Bill. I can okay. hear you. I just didn't realize you said my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, my kids are pretty young. They're uh, six and nine. My six-year-old, go. he's in first grade now, but prior to starting first grade, he was visiting houses with me all the time. Um, and sometimes my contractors would let him help take off baseboard or something. Um, so he knows all of the contractors and is pretty cute with them, but I don't officially have any of them work. My daughter hates going to stinky houses. So <laughs> I try to let her stay home. <laughs> that smells like money. She'll learn. Ken, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ken, just you. No, I'm, I'm just in business with my nephew. Uh, my adult grown children are not involved and, and my wife loves to go to the events. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I say inside the community, we have, we have people like relationships like me where the wife is or husband are not interested at all and they come to the events. And then we have others that come as business partners, like their husband and wife are working together. They got kids involved. Like Therese Anderson is probably the best example. It's her husband, Robert, their daughter, Alexis is their COO and all their kids come to all the events. She's got her, I think they're like her, Alex, I'm going to butcher Alexis's age. She's in her 
lower twenties probably, but they had yep. like their 20 year old and 19 year old at the in Cancun with us building houses for the charity that we were working with. It's just really cool. It's definitely a big family. Um, Jennifer Ross is on this call. She's got 11 kids and she brings like her husband and her and their kids are always doing something inside the business. I feel like, I don't know if she's still here or where she went, but I don't see her. So, um, Let's see. Let me just go through. Okay, cool. Uh, Kyle put the link for VIP. Thank you, Kyle. Um, let's see. Yep. If anybody hasn't signed up for Flip Hacking Live, go to fliphackinglive.com. And I think we have like a bonus for you guys. I feel like uh, maybe the team will drop it in the chat. Like there's a bonus for you guys to save a little bit of money on your tickets if you don't have them. Um, full-time wholesale fix and flip. Let's see. Caitlin, if you need to go, you can go. I know you said like, you gotta, you gotta put the kids to bed, take care of you. Go, 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 go. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I should go. Get everybody, my kids. everybody, everybody wave goodbye. to. I told Caitlin, I'm like, she's like, I need to go like at seven o'clock. I was like, go, go, go. Like I'm going to stay on for a very long time until these people stop asking, asking questions. I'll stay here. So um, guys, bye. Can't wait to see you on stage with your jump rope. It's going to be awesome. All right. Are there, uh, she's like, her presentation is going to be completely canceled. It's going to be a jump rope class for 30 minutes. So, and now we got Vanessa has to order jump ropes for like 800 people. Uh, Leslie said, uh, are there many flip hacking live events held throughout the year? Or do I have to wait a whole year? Do I have to wait a whole year to attend? Yeah. We only do this once a year. So we, we like open up the, we, we pull back the curtain. We open it up for everybody to come once a year. And so we do other events throughout the year, but they're all like mastermind events, private events for our, for our mastermind customers and, and members. So, um, but like, I would encourage you, Leslie, to kind of check out the runway program because that flip hacking live, there's going to be an opportunity for you to join that, like, uh, during the event or shortly after the event, we'll send out some emails about it. Um, but that would give you the opportunity to come to an event of ours every quarter. Now you would be a member of the mastermind, but every quarter we have mastermind meetings for our altitude runway, um, our Top Gun and our eight-figure group. So we, like they said, we put on some awesome events. But Flip Hacking Live is once a year. Uh, let's see. Ron said, Lee, my wife, son, and I are partners in our business. Started four years ago. Love working together. We established our roles and responsibilities very early. Have stuck with them very well. Communication is key. That's that's perfect. Like establishing the roles and responsibilities are the key, especially when you're working with family. Um, my my wife gave me her role and responsibility. She's like, I don't want to do anything. You do it all. And I was like, okay. I can handle that, I guess. Uh, oh, Don said, I love the football analogy and I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> yeah. The, the, if you, if you're brand new to football and you play with the pros, you'll get hurt. It's true. Uh, and believe me, some, like sometimes when I jumped in, I jumped into that seven figure altitude type group when I joined and I, I thought I was ready. Cause I kind of like, kind of like padded my resume and, um, and got in and I went to that first meeting and I was like, man, I got some catching up to do. Uh, so Leslie, there's other mini networking events. We do have these kind of events. So like we do these calls and meetups and trainings and stuff all the time. Like check out the YouTube. If you can't make it to flip hacking live for some reason, first, I'm going to say like, I, I want to give you a push to go. So I, I have no idea what your situation is or any of you guys situations is why you can't go, but like, um, I want, hopefully this ha added value, like the value of the event, just from four of the speakers, what they're going to be talking about showed you that it's so valuable that you need to find a way to come. That's, that's what I would say to a lot of you guys. Um, but we do, we do like some other virtual, um, like meetups and stuff like that throughout the year. So it's not, 
Uh, but it's, it's not a three day immersive experience. That's going to kick you into gear and get you to, to the next level. Like what Andy said, like sitting next to somebody and seeing them, they're the same age, they have kids, the same age, all these things. And their income, their life, all that stuff is different for some reason, but you know that you're capable of doing it. And sometimes you just have to be there to see it and feel it. And I, I, I know exactly what he's talking about because I, I went to, I went to this um, like a marketing conference that did the same thing for me. I was like, I need to learn this stuff. And these people, they, they're, they just know something that I don't, their belief is totally different. they the stories that they tell themselves. It's just, they don't know that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike said, thank you for sharing your stories. I'll see you in October. Telly said, would you suggest wholesale flip or rentals for getting into the arena? So yeah, I agree with Caitlin. Caitlin said, pick one, any of them will do, but focus on one. Um, I totally agree. I think uh, just, I, I talk about it in the book a little bit. I think there's a skill set that is, that is, is very strong for like wholesale. And I like, I like the, the speed of deals and like sales and negotiation side, like business to customer. So belly to belly with a seller, like a home seller that's distressed and then business to business. I love, I love doing the back end sales to another business owner. I actually hate dealing with homeowners buying properties on the MLS. I don't like the, the inspectors. I don't like the appraisers. Not that I don't like them. I don't like the process. It's a challenge. There's so much emotion that's tied to a retail transaction that's not tied to a wholesale transaction. Like the flipper could care less about certain things that a homeowner is going to freak out about. So I loved that more. So I started as a flipper and then I transitioned more to a wholesaler because I think a good flipper is somebody who can manage a project, manage a budget really well and manage people. Whereas I think a wholesaler has to do some of the people management, but really it's like, they, they are going to figure out a, a very a solution to a problem and then move that problem to somebody else as quickly as possible. So like, and the value that you provide as a wholesaler is you find the property for cheap, you negotiate it for cheap, and then all the problems afterwards, you sort it out with the title problems and the probates and issues and all these things. And that's where you add your value. I want the, the seller to, to not even know what's going on under the surface. And I want the buyer to just show up, sign their name and send the money. And that's how I add the value to the transaction. They don't know what the duck is doing under under the water. I think like me and my team are unmuting and unmuting people at the same time. Uh, Okay. I think we answered that one, but uh, Telly, I think like, I wouldn't try to do it all. Just try to do one. And the rental side, building rentals is how I started. It's, it's, um, it's a hard way to like, I feel like you need some active income of flipping and wholesaling to help build that portfolio. Like to just be a landlord. And I was constantly running out of money. I was like putting down payments or if you understand how to raise capital and how to find off market opportunities, you can build your rental portfolio and wholesale houses. So like a wholesaler or a flipper could also build a rental portfolio at the same time. Bill Blake, I know you unmuted. I don't know if it was because you wanted to jump in on that one too. No, no, I'm just, I'm just here, man. Just, just, uh, okay. Let's see if we got anything else. Um, Ken, you've been invited to dinner with Christina. (laughs) She wants, she wants to buy, she wants to buy some houses from you. Christina, Andy McFarland is also in Indianapolis. So make sure you get on his wholesale list if you're not already. Yep. Um, 
Kyle said, oh, Lee said, I have a son, Will, too. Awesome. Kyle said, Bill, don't forget the farm. Wh what are you talking about, Kyle? Dude, you were listing all your businesses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so, so the funny thing is, that's exactly how that conversation went, too. At the end, I was like, um, Will, Will was like, is that it? And I was like, oh, no, we also have this farm that feeds 58 families now, has like, does like $30,000 in revenue per week at the farmer's market. And um, it's, it's a three and a half acres of produce. It's insane. Like it's a, that's a full-time job in and of itself. So you're right. Sorry about that. Uh, I was like, don't forget the farm. What are you talking about? You might hear about the farm at Flipack and Lime. <laughs> might have a presentation about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, our 15 year old daughter, Elise is on our website as the project visionary. Awesome. Uh, Jim said, I'm bringing my son and son-in-law and hope that they will be inspired. I want them to have a better future and to start now in their twenties. Man, that's powerful. Like I really do. Um, I really do think that that's, uh, that's going to change them for the better Jim. I wish that I was going to events at, um, like this. Okay, I got some other questions. Uh, if I'm not sure if FHL is for me, is there someone that I can chat with to talk more about my specific situation? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, they they said an email, but uh, I, the, myself, the whole team, be more than happy to talk to you about it. You can send me a private message. I'm totally open to that. Like, um, I really do believe, and Christina, I know I recognize you from the community. You've been, uh, at our events, like virtual events and stuff for a long time. So if you need anything like my whole team and me, we, we can, we can help you and decide if it's right. So, uh, Natalie said, it's the best event ever. You should go the total investment between tickets, flights, housing, probably a thousand to $1,500 is worth every penny. Um, I, yeah, I will say there's, there's like certain ways that you could do flip hacking live on a budget. Um, I actually had a guy that joined six figure flipping. Um, he'll be there. His story is really incredible. He, um, he came to our first meeting. I actually did this. I did this like with we a six figure flipping. It was our old, like seven, uh, seven figure runway. And I did this, uh, this event in Nashville and he, and I just charged for the event, like come check out the event, just come to one of the events. And then you can, if you want to join, you can join. And he like figured out, he had figured out how to pay for that. And then he, um, he found a cheap flight. And then he, he got uh, like the red eye flight and then he showed up there and I fed everybody lunch and he like pocketed a bunch of extra food and he ate that food for dinner. And then he stayed at one night in the hotel. And then the next day, it was the second day of the event. He stayed at the event and then he went to the airport, slept in the airport and then flew out the next morning, like totally like dedicated to his, like what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, so his, his investment was a lot lower. But, and his pain was a little bit higher than everybody else. Right. Uh, but he, um, but he, he figured out how to do it, got the information and then did a deal. And then he got a little bit more, like did another deal and very kind of like moved his way up and slowly has been moving up inside of our community and our mastermind for the past few years since then. That, Cause that was before I bought the company and I've owned the company for over three years now. So for the last like Oh, that's right when I bought the company, actually. Uh, no, it was right before. So it's like four years now he's been inside the mastermind group. It's pretty incredible to watch his growth and, and see him. So I would say like find somebody to split a room. If it, it, And I get a lot of money um, objections with this event. Like it costs a lot and I have to travel and all that stuff. Uh, share a room, figure out how to, uh, you know, travel on a budget, do those kind of things. And um, I really do think it's, I think people can't afford not to go. 
Um, because it's just going to postpone, it's going to postpone this belief change. The permission that Annie's talking about, it just postpones year to year. Like a day turns into a month, it turns into a year. Uh, husband's birthday out of town or else I would be there. It's, there's a beautiful place to travel to on your husband's birthday. It's called Orlando, Florida. It's really great. You should get him a ticket to his, to this event for his birthday. I'm not going to give you a hard time. We've got a couple other people on the call that had like, um, I don't know if they're still here. Their son's getting married. Oh yeah. There's Brian. He's like, son's getting married. I was like, just tell him to change the week. Like, why would you even allow for this? It's probably going to rain. Like just come down to Orlando this week, postpone the wedding for another week. I'll give them a pass. Uh, my partner, Sergio and I are thinking of joining the runway group to scale quickly and get in the altitude group within six months. Love it. Lee would love to see you there. Um, Get him a ticket for his birthday. Don said, yeah, exactly right. Rebecca says, this will be my first flip back in life. Hubby can't make it, but I'll be there solo. Excited to connect. Uh, I'm excited to have you. So, okay. Let me see if there's any other questions. Uh, Bill, Andy, Kent, Phil, and Caitlin, thank you for your time and information. Look forward to seeing you all in Orlando, hopefully meeting you. Uh, so we will absolutely meet there. Make sure that you go to these folks' uh, um, tables on Thursday night. They're going to have round tables on Thursday night. You can go ask them any questions. Uh, Philip Blake will have a table. Ken will have a table. Andy will have a table. Caitlin will have a table. And all the other speakers will have a table. It's really, really cool. I'll have a table. And so you guys can come and just hang out with us. And just, you can sit right next to Andy and see that he's a normal guy making like $10 million a year. Hey, so. this year will be better too, because I'm speaking on day two. And the, the, the tables are on day one. So the pro tip, if you speak on day one, people know who you are and you can't eat dinner because everyone's talking at the table. But if you speak on day two, the first night, nobody knows who you are. So I think I'm going to get dinner <laughs> this time. Speaking of dinner, segue, my wife just called and said, dinner is ready. So we're about to eat dinner. So I'm going to sign off. All right. We're wrapping it up. Thank you, buddy. Love you. Yeah. And we'll Come find me at the round table. Hey, see you guys. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, excited to meet you. Excited to meet you. Uh, just, uh, just wondering how it works when joining your flip hacking live or altitude, when you have a partner, uh, do you have to pay separately in both instances? So Nathan, I wish that you had to pay separately, but you don't, if you're a business partner and there's two of you and you guys are like 50, 50 full on business partners, then you both get access for the price of one person. So if you got a husband, wife, you got spouses, um, but I think Kent and his business partner should be paying, both be paying $50,000 a year. So if you can talk to them <laughs> about that, um, I have sp spent a lot of time coaching them individually. So now it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one, but for Flip Hacking Live, for Flip Hacking Live, you do each need a ticket. So yes. Yeah, so like the mastermind, you partners can come, partners at Flip Hacking Live, spouses, kids, all that stuff. Everybody needs an individual ticket to get into the event just for Flip Hacking Live. So. Um, okay. Last one, last one. Um, I saw, okay. I have one for you all. Are, are you all, are you always wholesaling to the same people or funds or 80, 20? So, uh, no. Um, and when you're wholesaling deals, you want the most money. Okay. So most wholesalers will lay down and give a deal up for the first person that gives them their asking price or money. So in the past few years, 
it's been a big push to get as much money as we possibly can. Uh, we would hold like auction style showings of the houses, drive the price way up over asking price, all that stuff. That may be changing a little bit more now. Like uh, I, I do think it's a relationship business. So I, I would I would encourage you to continue to build relationships with buyers, but I definitely wouldn't just sell to like one person or 80% of your deals to one person or a fund. I would always be looking for that 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 next person that either, because I mean, there's people that might just want to keep their, keep their contractors busy. People that, um, that are going to hold it as a, as a rental, they're going to live in it. They're the neighbor wants to buy it all. There's a ton of different strategies to really dispose of that property for the most amount of money possible. So, um, no, we never sold like the majority of our stuff to one person. So Phil Blake, do you guys, you don't sell like 80% of your deals to one person, right? Like you said, high is bitter. We put it out there. We have a process that we send properties out to, and that's it, right? So whoever's the highest gets no no favoritism. There was an instance, though, so sometimes we keep, I don't know how much time you got, but integrity is high. We had one deal where it was a buyer that had been pressing us for a deal, and I, I knew him, so I kind of spoke to him like an hour before the deadline was, and our dispo guy didn't tell me that he had people on uh, – uh, like he had other people waiting. So I gave him the, I was like, all right, we'll give you the deal. Point is right at the last minute, my dispo guy had somebody hired, but because I had already told him like, Hey, you got the deal. We had to stick with it, but that's an exception for sure. And uh, yeah, hires better gets it. All right, Don asked the business entity, legal and accounting parts are what I don't like to deal with. Do the membership groups teach any of those? Um, so yeah, interestingly enough, we actually will have a presentation about uh, entities, legal, that kind of stuff at Flip Hacking Live this year. So I have somebody coming to talk about that. They'll also be, uh, they'll have a booth in the hallway and you can talk to them all about that stuff. Um, and I've got some really cool stuff to announce for that um, from them that we kind of partner with them on. So um What's the best advice you have if you want to go to the event and wife wants you to go, but has negative thoughts about the event? Okay, you have to be more specific. So uh, you want to go to the event and your wife wants you to go to the event, but she has negative thoughts about the event? Do I have that right? So what best advice do you have? Ken, I'm going to let you answer that one. I go, go, <laughs> go. Don't let it stop you. So, um, yeah, Paul said, bring her. Um, so like my wife doesn't ever come to the events. I'm trying to get her to come to all the events that I go to. Like I try to, I bought her a ticket to Tony Robbins event. I'd like to, uh, get her to come to that about a week before she was like, ah, I don't really want to go. It's not my thing. And so I brought my buddy, Mike Simmons instead. Um, so it's like, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what the question is. What advice do you have? If you wanted to go to the event and your wife wants you to go, but has negative thoughts about the event. So maybe it's like, she wants you to go, but she's concerned about something. Um, I would, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I need a little bit more detail to answer that, but, um, I would say the, the biggest thing is like, it, when we have a goal and a dream to do something, like I have this goal and this dream to do something myself and where I want to go. Um, I ask my wife for support in that, not permission. Usually like, can you, can, will you support me? Is this something that we, you can get on board with, but she, she doesn't always, she doesn't want to be a part of it. Right. She, and she also doesn't want me to change the way that I show up in the family. Um, how often I'm home. Like I really do need to, 
regularly check in with her. Like just recently, I got invited to a mastermind group in a, a mastermind event in San Diego right after this event I'm speaking at next week, which would keep me, like I would fly from Orlando to San Diego, then home about four days later than I was coming home already. So I talked to her about this today and I said, I said, Lucy, I got invited to this thing. It's this Grant Cardone event that's happening. And I said, I got invited to this. It's some of the like biggest marketers in the country. And I got a personal invite. I'd like to go. I think it makes sense for the business and, and everything, but I want to make sure you're okay with it. And, and she said, she said, I don't know, like, tell me more about it. I was like, well, it's, it's, I would be, I'd have to fly from Orlando on Sunday instead of flying home. I'd have to fly to San Diego. And then I would stay there for three days. And then I, to, in order to pay for all this and me to fly my own airplane out there, I'm going to consult with a client for two days for one of the packages that we sell for like one-on-one -on -one consulting with another high level coaching business. And then I'll be home on Friday night late. I said, you, you won't really miss it. So like during the week, so she's like, no big deal because we have a, a nanny to help with the kids during the week. If it was a weekend, like more weekend days, she would, she would be really upset with me because that's the time where it's really stressful with all the kids and everything that we have going on with the farm and all this other stuff. And so she has helped during the week. And so I was like, if, if, she said, if you're home on Friday night, that's fine. And since I fly my own airplane, I know that my flight's not going to get canceled, all this stuff, and it, it'll be fine. So that's kind of the, the conversation that we had to have with each other to, to make sure that we're still on the same page. And just me say, just because I want to go to it doesn't mean I should. And so I don't know if that any of that stuff is relevant, Tony, to your question, but I feel like for us, like we have all these dreams and goals and things that we want to do and this calling inside of us. I, don't let anyone hold you back from that, but get on the same page with them about what you want to do and where you're going. The biggest problem that I ever had was the first year that I got in this business. I told my wife, I'm not going to be around for a year while I build this company, this real estate company. And, uh, and I wasn't around a ton, but I built this really successful real estate company that allowed me to have a ton of options and freedom. What I failed to do at the end of that year was check back in with her to make sure she was still on the same page of me continuing to go down that path and that journey. And then for years, it kind of, kind of just added on and added on and added on. I never checked back in. I just assumed that she loved what I was doing and what I was building because it provided us a lot of benefits and it provided me a lot of benefits and us a lot of options. And really she just wanted me to be there and my time and to be present. And I wasn't for a long period of time and it exploded in our faces. I mean, if you go back, I don't know how long you guys, some of you guys have been following me, but if you go back to a podcast I did, that said, it's called how I almost lost my family. It's like two years ago now, probably maybe a year and a half ago. It was in January. I remember when I did it and I told the story about how my wife asked me for a divorce then and everything that I was going through because I had, I had, I had not fulfilled the needs that she had for our relationship. And it was because I just kept going and kept going and kept going in business. And so with all of that, I would say um, we've got to get support from each other, but we also have to chase and follow our dreams. And there is a big piece of that because, I mean, in our life, we're looking for there's achievement and there's fulfillment and you're, you want to be fulfilled. So a lot of the things that you're chasing are for fulfillment. I see Tony said she's afraid because we're on a tight budget. So what I, what I would say to you guys is, is if you are committed and dedicated, like I, I really have a, I have a hard time pushing people with money. Like you'll hear at the event where 
there's a lot of conversation about the runway program and how much it costs and all that stuff. And my answer is always, if you don't have the money, don't go. Like, I'm not going to sit on here and I'm not going to tell anybody to go and put yourself in financial uncertainty and at a, at a dangerous point and problem in your financial life for your family and everything else to go to an event or join a program. But I will say that there's something here. If there's a, this calling, there's something here for you. Hey, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If I, <clears throat> my goal is always to figure out how to show you the value of something before you put your money in and get involved. Because if it's valuable enough, then you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll find the money. So here's an example. Here's an example. And I, I used it, I think I used it the other day. Um, and, and we're all in real estate, so let's use real estate. It's easy. If I had a, if I had a house that, um, that you could sell for $250,000 tomorrow, like you know it's worth $250,000, you could sell it for tomorrow. So Philip Blake, we can play this out, right? I, okay, I got a house right now that you know is worth $250,000. It's worth 250 grand. You could sell it tomorrow for cash in three days because maybe it's worth 400. You could sell it for 250 for sure, guaranteed. No, no doubt about it. There's no, no question in anyone's mind that you can sell it for $250,000. And I said, hey man, I'll, I, I, can, I can sell you this house right now, today, for this second, for 50 grand. How quickly would you find $50,000? I'm knocking at your door. Here's the contract. Like in two seconds, you would go find $50,000. I mean, I could use the same thing for like, I kidnapped your kid or your spouse or something like $50,000. You know, the house worth 250, you would do it today because that's value, right? So now the question is if I'm going to spend a thousand or $2,000 to come to an event, like a plane ticket, a hotel and and a ticket to the event, like you have to be able to see the value that it's going to produce a hundred thousand, 200,000, $500,000, a million dollars for you. And so my goal in everything that I do, every podcast, every one of these hangouts, everything is like, how do I show you the value of an event like that? So that you say, okay, I'm gonna go find the money. Because if you knew for sure that going to this event would make you $100,000, you would go find $1,000 or $2,000 for sure. I mean, no question about it. Like if you had a lottery ticket, it was there. This is a $100,000 lottery ticket. It's there waiting for you at the event. I'd go find $1,000, like guaranteed. But the problem is it's not guaranteed. So now at this, I have to show you that this is at least a value of $2,000 to say, okay, I'm gonna go. And that's where I think people get messed up in our decision-making. And that's where our mindset gets in the way of everything that we do. Is like, we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we can go there, take this information and it's going to change things. Because I'm almost like ready to give you my entire presentation from day two right now, because there is something inside of us. There's like a wound. There's some continuing source of pain that we have in our life from the past that we're bringing into our decision-making today. So something is causing us to say no today because we're scared. It's the only reason why we say no is we have fear. And our fear is driven from a lack of courage from this identity that is, that's wrapped around who we are because of something that happened from the past. Either maybe I bought a course or I went to an event and I didn't do anything with it. So why should I come again? Why should I buy another course? Like th- this is our identity it gets shaped by this past, this pain. There's something going on. Mm. Oh, I've tried these other things and it hasn't worked. So like all this stuff gets wrapped up around the way we think, way we feel. And this is not just buying a ticket to this event. This is every decision that you make in your entire life right now. 
who, who we're in relationships with, how we treat our family, how we treat our kids, like all this stuff. It's it, our identity gets wrapped around in this. I, these I am statements. I am my job. I like you have a W2 job. You make a certain amount of money. You grew up a certain place. You were called, you were bullied as a kid. Like you, you have three kids. You're a mom, you're a dad. You're all like all this stuff. It gets wrapped around in who we identify ourselves as and who we can be in the future. So what we actually have to do is we have to get rid of all that stuff. We have to go through some of that pain, some of that identity change. We have to get rid of those wounds. We have to let those wounds heal. We have to actually go through the pain to kill off that stuff and move into the future us. And so I realized this is a, oh, it's like a, so I'm going to talk about this at the event. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to give you a presentation, like 30, 40 minutes that will change the way that you fundamentally make decisions in the future. If you let it, if you decide to let it, if you open yourself up, you're vulnerable and you listen to that, I will change, hopefully change the way that you make decisions in the future by going through, it's, 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 it's an arc. It's, it's a gradual shift and change that needs to happen on a regular basis to adjust the way that we make decisions and the way that we believe in ourselves. Like the interesting thing is like when you come to this event or you're, you're on these calls, like we believe in you, a lot of you more than you believe in yourselves. Come on, snap out of it. Let's go. Like you can do this. Like you're, we're no different than you. Anybody that's on that stage, no different than any of you. Every single one of you can do this. If you want to, if you believe in yourself, you take the steps, you go through the trials along the way, you kill off the old identity and move in and step into who you can actually be and become. And that's it. That's the journey. That's what we're on together. So I realized that, uh, I think it was Tony, you asked a question that probably has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, or maybe it does like, but like, we're not really asking the question about money. We're asking the question of like, do I believe that I can go to this event, take some of the information from there and be successful afterwards? Like, that's the question that everybody's asking when they decide if they're going to go. And you're the only one that can answer that question. Because I can tell you the event is killer. It's amazing. Like if you go and you spend the money, Tony, and at the end you're like, that sucked. And you showed up for three days. You can come up to me at the end. I take pictures with people at the end. You can come up to me and say, hey, Bill, that event sucked. I was here all three days. I spent all three days here with you. I hated it. I want my money back. And I will write you a check from my personal bank account for the cost of your ticket. I will write you a check personally. I've said this for years. I've said this since 2019. Like, I will write you a check. So as far as I'm concerned, that's like as big of a guarantee as I can possibly give you. So Tony, you could come and you could spend three days and be like, dude, that was the worst event I've ever been to. I hated it. It sucked. And I'll give you your money back and you can come home and tell your wife like, Bill wrote me a check and the event sucked. So, ah, uh, Okay. What else? What else? That was good. Uh, I'm just like, I am on a mission, even just like one or two people that's on the sidelines. I'm like, let's go. Like, let's go. I want you to be there. I want you to experience this because it, it like, honestly, six years ago, six and a half, seven years ago, whenever the first event was like that fundamentally changed my entire life. The first flip hacking live, there's like 80 or hundred people there. It changed my life. And I want to do that for more of you. And I believe in this so much. Like I believe in it so much. And I believe in you guys. I believe in you guys. And this gives me more pleasure. Like 
what gives me more pleasure now than being successful personally is watching other people become successful. Not just for me, like I'm not, I'm not the reason why other people are successful. It's all these people, it's the community, it's my staff, it's the team, it's the events, it's all the hard work that goes on behind. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And to see people stand up and like, and vote on themselves and believe in themselves and go out of there and, and, and see more success than they did when they came in. I just want you to leave a better person than you came in. After three days, if you can leave just a little bit better than when you got there, my job is done. And everybody's job. Like we put together this amazing three days presentation. It's, oh, it's and everybody plays a piece in it. It's like a, it's like a movie. There's a whole cast of characters. And, and it's this ups and down journey and this emotional experience that you can't even put into words. So, all right. I think we all need to go to bed or I don't know where you are. Maybe you're on the West coast and you're just like having dinner, but I need to go home. I need to put my babies to bed and, and see my wife before, uh, before we're, and we're still on like Maldives time. It's like 10 hours later than it is right now. It's like, 5:40 in the morning over there so i'm still tired uh thank you guys for hanging out with us it was awesome um i see there uh you guys are talking about the podcast you found it it's all good um i think hold on let me just make sure i got the answers to all these questions uh, okay all right um i think oh uh Paul asked about watching it online. Um, so I, I'm, not, I'm not really going to go into that in big detail, but there's something about being there, sitting next to Andy McFarlane in person for three days that changes everything. It's totally different than this. Like, I love this. We did a virtual experience in 2020. It was amazing. I love that event. And to be perfectly honest with you, if I wanted to, and, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. If I wanted to just make more money, I would do virtual events. I would do a virtual event. This event's going to cost me almost a million dollars to put on. I think our, I think right now we're somewhere around 700 plus on the budget. I just saw it for a second and like really cringed. And we always go like way over budget. We spend more money on like food and all this stuff during it. And it's, it's so, I mean, my, a virtual event I can put on, I mean, I have a studio here. We can put on a virtual event for almost free. So if I wanted to make more money, I'd put on a virtual event for all of you guys. But I want to make more impact. I want to make more change. I and I truly believe, I truly believe and believe me, I have I have coaches, mentors, people in my life that are like you should do virtual events, it'd be better for your business, better for your bottom line, all this stuff. I want to change your perspective, change your mindset, change everything. That's why we do the, the and I realize that probably every single one of you have tickets that are still on here, you know, and, and but I, I also want you to show up and get be really excited and jazzed and pumped. Like at Lee, I see you, I can feel it, man. You're ready. You're ready to go right now. Like you will like run through the camera and go right now. Like you'd be like running there for the next three weeks. It's, and I'm excited for that. Like, I'm excited to see you there. I'm excited that we can have this interaction. And when you're there, then we can already have this kind of connection. And now I can see you in the audience and you're shaking your head and I'm up on stage and you're giving me energy. Like I don't get that here in a camera. Like it's just not, it's just not the same. Like 90% of you have your camera off and this is how it is in a virtual event too. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, if in person, I'm like 10 times better than I am behind the camera right now. <laughs> 10 times better. For sure. It's gonna be better. 
And and I can and so are the other speakers and everybody's so excited and involved and there's 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 conversations in the breaks and conversations at night and conversations in the morning and then somebody's like oh hey let's stay an extra day I'm gonna change my plane ticket we'll mastermind together and there's crazy stuff people are partnering and that, that, like one year I just there's a dude like closing a deal in the bathroom on the phone I was like this is crazy man he's like in the bathroom negotiating a property I was like this is that that's the that's so that's fun it's cool I was like. It's like, I, oh, keep going, man. I, I get back on stage and, and Phil, that's exactly right. I'm like, dude, you should not tell me stuff because I'm up there. I'm like, some dude is closing the deal <laughs> right now. It was awesome. Yeah, can you stand up if you were making a deal in the bathroom? So it's like, that's the difference. So anyway, so that's why I want to do an in-person event. And if I gave you the option of in-person and virtual, you would just stay at home. Yeah. And you wouldn't have the impact and you wouldn't have the shift and the change. So I'm just gonna pay a lot of money have the in-person event. And I'm going to make you like a lot of times we have to leave our, we have to leave our place to go somewhere else. We have to leave where we are to go somewhere else to get the, the breakthrough that we need. You need to leave your business. You need to leave your place. You need to leave your comfort zone, go to somewhere uncomfortable, do something uncomfortable to get the breakthrough that you need. Like that's the breakthrough that we need. And so like every, every, like I, I'm so this hero's journey is like my favorite thing in the world. Like everybody, every hero leaves their place. They leave. Like, uh, I gave a presentation on Shrek. Shrek has to leave the swamp to get the breakthrough. Moana. I gave a presentation on Moana. If you're like a Disney fan, she had to leave the Island to become the hero to get the breakthrough. Um, every star Wars movie, Luke Skywalker has to leave his planet to go find Yoda. Right. And so you, we have to leave this place to have this breakthrough, to, to go to this, this new place. If we just sit at our house, it's just different. It's different. Still, we, we can still do a good event. All right. I got to get off the soapbox. This is, I'm getting fired up. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like pull you guys to the event. So uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. It was uh, Christina. Did, you did just buy yours today. That's awesome. And I saw you start that 500 K challenge. So, Hey, if you're, if you're going to the event, I should be seeing you doing the 500 K challenge right now. Let's raise some money. Let's raise some money together. Like do the 500 K challenge, tag me in, on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're doing it. I'll share the video. I'll like it. I'll comment on it. I'll give you some engagement, try to boost your views and stuff like that. But everybody should be doing the 500 K challenge. So make sure that you're in the Facebook group. You are, um, you're doing the 500 K challenge. Let's all raise some money. We raised $510,000 today. Um, in the last 24 hours as a group, we all collectively raised 510. I'm trying to get to 50 million, trying to get us all to 50 million. Christina, great job. Christina is like $90,000 of that 510 and I'm 400,000. So now to just the two of us together is 490. There's only one other guy that raised $20,000. Where's everybody else at? Let's go raise some money for our business. All right. Great night. Thank you guys so much. Phil Blake, thank you so much for being here. All the other speakers that have decided to leave me because I'm still talking. Have a great night, everybody. We love you. We can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. Hey, we're going to do another one of these too, I think, in the future. So we'll let you know for some of the other speakers. Good night, everybody.